Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. I'm like, I do it because I I know what I'm doing and I know eventually I'm going to get in trouble for it. (laughs) So it all kind of works out. But, But, you know, but trouble in a fun way. Exactly. I go, there's nothing that I've ever had to beg for. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think this actually ties in uh, with Sex Positive's third topic, how to communicate new sexual wants, curiosity with your significant other. Um, I think part of it is knowing what those are for yourself, whether you've experienced them or not. Um, what, what, you know, do you have a fantasy that you've never done that you're curious about doing? And, you know, then the communication part, that's, that's tough uh, because we hear from so many couples that, um, and have over the years that they when it boils down to it, they don't really communicate about anything. So, you know, anything meaningful. So if you're not doing that, if you don't have regular communication with your significant other, it makes it really hard, if not impossible to say, um, oh, by the way, I'd like to fuck you up the ass. Exactly. 100. Oh my God. That's so true. I know more about my friends' sex lives than their partners do. And, but see, I, I understand that because when you, if you've been in relationships where you have been like, Hey, you know what? I'd really like it if you would choke me or pull my hair or uh, possibly let's learn how to tie someone up properly. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? I know you got a brand new belt. Let's check that out. (laughs) Yeah. And if you do, if I'm coming from a place of, calm and trust and if i tell you all this and your first reaction is oh my god you're a fucking freak i'm not telling you anything anymore Mm -hmm. and you know that's a kiss of death when that happens it really is and you know i know people who have never had a single sex talk with their spouse like what were you talking about when you were dating like, a lot of our vanilla friends are like that. They just. And I just. I, I mean, I'm the kind of person that if you come over or if we're having dinner or something, eventually sex is going to come up because it is, in fact, one of my favorite conversations to have. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't need to know all of the details of where it's like, you know, whatever. I mean, eventually I do, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I just want to know, like, when was the first time you had sex? Have you ever had sex out of the public? You know, have you ever, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm open with mine, but. Uh, and it's, just, it's finding people that you can be open with is, is a big deal too. You know, it really is. And, you know, I, I find it funny that all the people that are, you know, my very best friends and people that I'm very, very close to, you know, either feel super comfortable talking about it now or know for a fact that it is going to come up in conversation. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but I did have a friend go, of all the stuff you guys talk about on Speak Seductively, she's like, you never go into details about anything that you've done. I go, because some of the topics have never come up. Like what details? I, I, I'm like, I've, I go, I've said the things that I've done. I've talked about my knife play. I've talked about having sex outside. I've talked about, and I go, the other stuff that I haven't talked about is because I haven't done it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I could, I, I, I was just thinking detail. I mean, we both write erotica. Uh, I, I think to get beyond where we've discussed, I'd almost have to write it out so yeah. that I could read that. Okay. This is exactly what happened and how everybody felt about it. <laughs> and that's exactly what I told her. I go, if you want to know the things that I've done, honestly, read the awakening because that yeah. book explains everything in my healing process and being able to do scenes that I've always thought about in a safe, respectful way. Yeah. Because I was able to have that option. Yeah. And I, I would say if if you're listening um, to anybody who's listening, who's really curious about details, get Angela's book um, or, or get like the photographer's story is basically our um, Lily and my biography um autobiography it's it's it describes a lot and goes into a great deal of detail um you know because <laughs> go ahead she had, she had got done reading kinky soup and uh she was reading v is for voyeurism which part of that story is very true the part that isn't is the fact that the friend wasn't listening but mm -hmm. everything outside the story, because it's a weird kind of like two version story, like there's, her, you know, the woman and the guy that are having sex outside and it goes into detail from point A to point B to point C. But the one part that isn't real and which I don't know, maybe my friend didn't tell me, but that she has the window opening and she's listening and kind of trying to see where we're at. But yeah. the sex part is very real. But so, like, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Sorry. Well, and like I told her, I'm like, I go, I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is, you know, you're looking for me to say, like, did you like, she goes, well, no, I know you've talked about, it. I'm like, are you talking about like explicit details? I go, because I guess naturally you just assume that it's like implied. I'm like, but I don't keep anything a secret. If I've done it, I'll talk about it. If I haven't done it, 
then I'll talk about why I haven't done it, whether it be I haven't had the opportunity or it's just something that I'm not into. Was she uh, talking about explicit details? I think so. So I'm like, I I think so, because the conversation just kind of ended there. Yeah. I don't think she was happy, maybe kind of with my my explanation. But yeah. I was going to say that that has been one of the um, uh, questions that I'll get from time to time about the the podcast is why don't you I mean, basically, why aren't you more explicit? And I, I would say to I, I don't remember the the detail. I'm trying to think how to say this. I don't remember the detail that way. And it's really hard to just say, you know, to get into blow by blow by blow descriptions well no and i'm sure that you even though this you know even though your podcast everything is sexual in nature you still have to be mindful about what we're saying because mm -hmm. it can get flagged there's things that i have to be mindful that i post on twitter instagram right. tiktok whatever that if it goes against community guidelines then you know my post you know my I can't do anything for like seven days because I said the word vagina or I posted yeah. a picture of something. So it's not like, um, well, and, I, and posting the, the podcast, um, I, I think, uh, we've come real close to, um, real close to those community standards. I don't think we cross the line. Um, and like, I know this, this episode is going to, get a sexually explicit tag on it um, as partly as a way to make sure we don't get flagged and don't get um, booted off of any of the hosting sites. And, you know, that's what I told her. I go, it would be different if you were able to like, you know, if like you porn or Pornhub or whatever had the capability of being able to put it in there, then obviously the conversation is going to be much more different because it's a site facilitated for that. I'm like, but I go, uh, I'm just mindful because of what I'm able to do on my social media platform, right. even my author page on Facebook. Like if I post just not even just a regular picture of maybe a meme or something I've had my, I have like literally one more strike until my, my whole page is down mm -hmm. because what I found out is if all my friends who like my page, like it, it's going to go directly onto their wall feed. And if right. someone sees it and doesn't like it can report it. And there whatever. are, we, we learned this the hard way. There are, uh, people out there who view you in competition with them and make it take too much time out of their lives to find um, pages and, and things to um, complain about. Uh, Lily and I ran across, we, we do uh, video reviews for ASN lifestyle magazine, completely appropriate, not explicit. You know, we, we tried to not be overly explicit. Um, we watched our language. There were no F-bombs or anything. And we were um, posting those on our, our YouTube page. 
And we'd also, she, Lily was getting a lot of lingerie reviews and um, things like that. But uh, within three days, we got, we got pulled off of YouTube altogether. It was right after we had done an ASN lifestyle mm -hmm. magazine review. And, and it's so frustrating because in, on the same time, we were looking at people who had a million followers. Part of our problem, some of our friends had joked, is we were growing popular fast. Um, but we'd see people who had 100,000 followers or more who were doing basically doing nudes and getting away with it because they were making YouTube money. You know, and it's it's so funny because it's my co my cousin had made a comment because I was posting little teaser chapter pages from the awakening and people would I mean, there wasn't a day that goes by that I didn't get a message saying I was reported for this or that. And I would make sure that the pages that I'm posting doesn't say anything, you know, doesn't have like cock, cunt, whatever. And um so she's like, you should make a redacted page. So I printed out one of the pages and I blacked out everything. So it was just like conjunction words. Yeah. <laughs> and then posted and was like, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Well, we, um, with our, our YouTube, um, we protested and actually tried to find out what exactly it was that um, was considered a violation of community standards never got a response from YouTube other than a canned response that um, your, your site has been permanently shut down for violations of community standards. Um, and it's very difficult to appeal and to go past that process. I mean, we specifically asked which of our content items were in violation. Got no, nothing back on that. I've had to do... Um... I've had to do that. And they're like, well, you know, and it's mostly, you know, due to language. And I'm like, I yeah. have seen, I have, I have seen some, and I've even been, I've had posts on Twitter taken down due to, I'm like, are you kidding? I yeah. just watched one guy balls deep into this girl in a five second clip. And you're taking mine down because mm -hmm. I said the word fuck. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of going off on you. This has been two years with YouTube now. Um, kind of going off on them right now in this discussion because um, we we've got a, an alternate YouTube account that we don't put anything up on anymore. But um, going there from time to time, you can see uh, people are posting. Um, what's the thing? Oh, uh, the sheer sheer try on haul. And then mm -hmm. I, I've actually clicked on a few of them and most of them have at the beginning text that says some something stupid, but it, they're getting away with it along the lines of this is intended for educational purposes only and not sexual gratification. And Whatever. People are going to get off on everything. Yeah. Well, and it's bullshit because if you actually watch the video, they're doing everything they can to you know, arouse whoever's watching and get them to go to their OnlyFans page. This just sparked a conversation that I had with someone at work because um, I was telling her, I'm like, you know, it amazes me 
the conversations I overhear in a very corporate setting. Yeah. Yeah. That are extremely explicit. <laughs> Where people don't realize that people are sitting there eating lunch or they don't realize that they're talking a little bit too loud. And it's like, I... I wonder where the line is where people look at me, probably you and Lily, people, you know, my friends, where we're the freaks, where we're the ones who are like so openly okay with whatever it is we do and talk about. But, you know, everyone else who is just super private about it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It's something that I'll never understand and I'll never get. I can't get my brain around it because, and then my friend brought up a good point. He's like, maybe they think that people like you guys or like myself included are possibly just all talk because that's all we're doing is talking about it. And the people who are a little bit secretive are maybe all action. And I was like, <laughs> I, I guess I go, but you know, we have pictures. I, <laughs> exactly. I have, <laughs> I have proof of what I've done. Thank you very much. But my thing is, is like, I don't, I have to feel comfortable with someone to have these kinds of conversations, even though they're my favorite conversations to have. I'm not going to meet someone for the first time and be like, you know, do you do ass to mouth? <laughs> but that's um, usually it, the second question. It's very much so the second question. But if I feel comfortable with you, and especially if you're in my own home, you can kind of look around and gauge mm -hmm. the conversations and the flow that we're about to have. And I just, and this is what I tell people all the time with my books. I just want people to feel comfortable mm -hmm. to have conversation. It's so important to be like, you know, but it's also a massive learning lesson that I've had to do for myself. Right. To be able to feel comfortable with the people that I'm with intimately, sexually, sexting, whatever. Like, you know what? I really, I really like this. I really like dirty talk. If we're talking together, please don't expect me to facilitate this to you because like before I can't do that. And <laughs> <laughs> My friend's like, is it because you're embarrassed? I'm like, no, it's because if you're doing it good, I'm, I'm way off so far away, but sexting is different because I don't have to see you. Right. You know, um, well, and, you know, I was going to say um, that we have, we have so many friends who are um, in, in the lifestyle or are, you know, I'm going to say just naturists and nudists that keep that secret from vanilla friends and family. And, and they do it because, and, and Lily and I have expressed this on the podcast over and over and over again. It's not that we're ashamed or embarrassed. It's just, it's not worth our time and effort to to fight stupid that level of stupidity and and i'm probably not being fair saying that but we know our vanilla friends and we know our family and how they would respond and react and it's not worth it to us to come out to them 
if no. it happens, if it happens, it happens and we'll deal with it. But um, I, I get, I, I'm trying to think of how it, we, we've approached the, we, we've talked about this from so many different angles uh, ourselves that it boils down to it would hurt them and it's not hurting us to not let them know. So, I mean, at least for us, and I, I think I've, I've shared that we met a, um, a minister and his wife at a nudist resort in Florida, got to know them really well. They were naturists. They had been for decades and um, they, 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 didn't see anything wrong with it. And, and I, it was such fascinating conversation with them. They did keep it um, secret from their uh, congregation and from their family because they knew they couldn't understand. Oh, there would be, oh my God. At that point, yeah. they would have been crucified. Oh yeah, yeah, probably Punished literally. Hi everyone, this is Lily. Guess what? I've started a classy, sexy, and very sensual OnlyFans page, and I'd love for you to come visit my site. What will you see? For years, you've heard Kyle and I talk about our lifestyle, that we are naturists who also swing, and we've also done a lot of photo shoots. Well, I've modeled a lot, mostly for Kyle. My work has been varied. Some of my favorite shoots have been very sexy pinup sets that remind me of the old 1940s pinup calendars. You know, corsets and sailor girl outfits, just to name a few. I've also done several nude sets from very artistic to very sexual and sensual. Have you seen the cover of Kyle's book, My Bound Valentine? That's me, wrapped up in a rope with all the good parts covered. That was a long set we did with many, um less covered, and much more revealing photos. Those and more will be on my OnlyFans page. What else? I've also done videos reviewing adult sex toys and Kyle's books. In fact, I have a lot of bedtime stories I've read wearing nothing but sheer lingerie. I plan on doing several more bedtime stories, maybe topless. Would that keep you up at night? Finally, I've been doing some workout selfies and videos, a few of those have been topless. Look for them soon. The best thing? I have a lot of free content I'm going to share. Right now, it's free to subscribe to the site. You just have to pay for the nudes. So come check out my OnlyFans page. Just click the link in the podcast description. Hi, everyone. We will get right back to the interview in just a minute. People always ask us how much of our books are based in real life. Well, before I answer that, I wanted to tell you about a very exciting book Kyle and I wrote together called My Bound Valentine. In it, Kyle and I go on a wild adventure, exploring a bondage fantasy with several friends. I think the story is incredibly hot and a fun read. Plus, that's me on the front cover, and I also read the audiobook. Bonus! So, what's the answer to the question? Well, we always tell people it's up to them to decide how much is real and how much is embellished. My Bound Valentine is available on Amazon, free with Kindle Unlimited, and you can pick up the Audible version. But but just having that conversation with them, you know, they they felt nothing morally inappropriate or wrong about what they were doing, but 
um, they they also were in in the um, camp. You know, we don't want to hurt our friends and family. And yes, it would hurt us, but it's really more about people who are intolerant and not able to understand. Well, it's the same way. Like you know, when I'm at work, when people find out that you know I have books out, and it's like it, it's such a tightrope because. I can't openly discuss anything that I write about, which I'm not going to go into explicit detail. Right. Like, oh, I write books about fucking in different kinds of ways. But, you know, now I'm working on book 13 in my vampire series, which has taken me a long time to get into that mind frame again. And I can write, I can kind of explain that, but I can't explain the Awakening series. I definitely can't explain Kiki Soup. Like, I can't even say the title because mm -hmm. someone's just going to overhear it and then I'm going to have to have a conversation in HR. And it's like, right, right. You know, I just tell people, you know, if they're like, oh, you're an author. And I just say yes. I just leave it at that mm -hmm. because it's it's hard to explain it's like if you see me outside of work I, I can explain them a little bit better but i can't right now yeah and i i going back to i mean some something you had said that kind of got us going down here people uh thinking that you're all talk and not no action um there's so many reasons why i i mean there are we have said on the show a lot that there are more people like us than anybody would realize because there are more people who need to keep things private because they don't want to have, have to deal with backlash from family, friends, work, society in general. Oh, I also, even... I was going to say, we, we know people on the other end too, like our friends with ASN who are open and public about their lifestyle choices and, you know, God love them. They are leading the battle to open society up as far, you know, to accept that not everybody has to fuck the same way. No. And I love seeing it. I love seeing it. I really do because it's like, this is what stops people from carrying all that shame with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, I have conversations in appropriate settings. You know, I'm not going to go into work and be like, how was your weekend? Oh, well, <laughs> I got my ass banged. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like knowing your audience and where you're at. And exactly. <laughs> but I'm also still myself in a way as best as I can be. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we we went a long way around um, talking about how to communicate your sexual want. I'm trying to make sure since sex positive responded to us, I'm trying to make sure that we we hit all their topics. What was the other, what were the other ones? I can't open it. Um, on Twitter. Then, then they had um, pink topics, um, exhibitionism, pegging and then hot wife, stag, vixen, cuckold. The you know. I saw a question. It wasn't necessarily about pegging, but it was a question like, have you ever um, 
fingered your partner's ass. And I'm like, you know, I'm always amazed at when I have brought that up around guys. There's some guys that I know that are down for it, some that aren't, and then some that immediately I have had them tell me, well, I'm not gay. This has nothing to do <laughs> no. with being gay. Like, if you actually had it done properly, you would really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, there's a lot of shame with just that whole thing. I, there, There is. And I, so I shamefully going to say I'm not into it. Um, but I, I, I hope it's not for any of the, the stigma stuff. It's just not my thing. Um, and yeah, but if you are, you know, go for it. More power to you. Yeah. You know, as long as you're, everyone is on board. But toss that salad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so exhibitionism. I mean, we've kind of talked about that. Um, uh, I, oh, I guess, huh? I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're all, I think some of the, the most fun Lily and I have had has been being exhibitionists. Um, I think more people are than what they want to say. It's like people who are like, I'm not a voyeur. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone both. is. And it doesn't even have to do with anything sexual. You know, you are. You people watch when you're in the mall. If you're driving through a community, you know, you're looking to see who's got their curtains open. Mm -hmm. You're open to catch something. So don't tell me you're not a voyeur. That's a yeah. bunch of bullshit. I will call you out on bullshit every time someone tells me they're not a voyeur. And it has nothing to do with sex. Everyone's looking. Yep. Everybody's looking. Look at all the traffic jams that are caused by people. Was, the looky-loos. <laughs> I was about to say, I take I take a highway to work every, when I do go to the office. And if there's an accident I see every, everyone is looking, mm -hmm. everyone is looking and don't tell me you're not because liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was just going to say with the exhibitionism, um, it's funny. Uh, it, it showed up as a kink topic and I guess I'm not, I, I sure it's a kink. Um, Lily and I have discovered that I mean, we knew this when we first got into it, that um, we really enjoyed people watching us have sex. And and it was a real, it was a huge turn on. And I think being that, that led to sex in public areas, semi-public areas um, at, you know, this is going to sound weird to maybe some of the listeners, but at some nudist resorts where it's, it's, they follow a and our guidelines and there's no public display of affection and, you know, public, um, having sex in at night outside is a blast. And have we been discovered? Yes. Um, without getting into all the detail, <laughs> the, the resort is basically about that. And, um, the person who discovered us has gone on to become a really good friend of ours, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's a definitely a, a kink of ours and a kink we know a lot of other people share. It's just, it's fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm here. 
we were chatting before we started and maybe this is a good good thing to wrap this episode up because i know we're we're going close to two hours for this one but um hot wife and cuckolding we've uh, we we were chatting before we started the recording but um i have had i most of my latest stuff is in the hot wife category and everybody's going to define this differently We've interviewed a lot of authors who write Hot Wife, a lot of authors who write cuckolding books. So some of them are going to jump down my throat if they listen to this. Hot Wifing, to me, and the way that I write it and the way I think most are writing it is it's, it's, a, it's a consensual thing where husband and wife agree that the husband likes enjoys watching the wife have sex with somebody else and she likes that that process and usually at the end there's a coming together of the the husband and wife there's no humiliation there's no you know to me it crosses into the cuckold range where the the author that is writing that the wife is having sex with the guy and telling her husband that oh his cock is so much bigger than yours and this and that that's getting more into the cuckold range, the BDSM end of things. Um, and cuckolding is to me is more about humiliation and, and, and you, people are going to perceive that negatively, but I know a lot of it's in the BDSM range. And um, that, that to me is the difference between hot wifing and cuckolding. Well, like I told you, it's a subject that I don't, I mean, I know enough about based on what I've read and what I've seen. It's just something that I know I would have to do more research on to have a better conversation about it with. Yeah. Um, degradation is hard for me to, it's not my thing. And I know plenty of people who enjoy that. I think, well, I know, not I think, I know the reason I don't is because when you grow up in a degradation or you've been in relationships that that just happens, <laughs> not mm -hmm. in a or sexual way, you know, that those, those moments are tattooed on you. So when someone says something like in the heat of whatever's happening and it's just like, Oh, Nope, <laughs> I don't like that. Cause now we're going to fight. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I feel like, I, I see a lot of the hot wife stuff here on Twitter and stuff like that. And I've read, you know, your books and I, those are great. And the things that I have seen on Twitter are good, but it, it's so hard for me to want to have this conversation without, I, it, you know, me, I just want to be able yeah. to be mindful and respectful of the topic. I think for, for me, um, and Lily and I have talked about this a lot. I, I, I'm going to say at the at the outset that um, I've interviewed some really great authors who write cuckolding and and good people. Um, it's not my thing because I I'm not into I'm not into I perceive it as cruelty and. I I have read some of the books and I I, I value some of the, the, the writing. Um, if you're into that thing, and this is, you know, 
Lily and I had adopted a phrase from a friend of ours. I'm not going to yuck your yum. I get that some people are really into that. And I think part of the conversations that I've had with other authors is clearly labeling your book if it's in because these are so popular right now. Is it Hot Wife, which is going to be basically a loving couple and the wife is getting shared? Or is it Cuckolding, which is going to be the husband is getting humiliated or, you know, humbled? during during the book in the book during the process and you know if you're if you're into that then steer towards the cuckolding books if you're into the loving couple doing you know sharing then go to the hot wife books but um i've talked to a couple of the authors i've talked to one of the things that they've brought up is that there are some people out there trying to jump onto the bandwagon and they will write something that is inherently cuckolding, but they label it as a hot wife book because I think right now that tends to be that's more popular if you look at yeah. some of the the programs. And that turns away readers. Um, I, I you know when I when I write a book and I start looking at keywords, I really try to figure out my the audience that will like that book. So that I don't get somebody reading it saying, what the hell? This is nothing to do with the the keywords that you put in there. Um, but it's it's funny to me. I mean, the two concepts are closely related, but fundamentally different. I can see that. I really can. And, you know... I think it's just, you know, like you said, it comes down to make, making sure you are putting this in the correct category that it needs to be because someone could inherently get a book thinking that it is a hot wife mm -hmm. and then get into that part where, you know, it's the, you know, the scene chapter and just being like, wait, wait a minute, this is not a hot wife. This is this and vice versa. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but and and it's you know as an as an author i think it's our responsibility to clearly label things like that um and and I, so i've had people ask about why i i've been getting into writing hot wife um i'm not jumping on the bandwagon most of my work i think would fall into the swinger couple hot wife um kind of scenario. And I think for, you know, tying into what you were saying about being raised a certain way um, or, or wanting certain things, uh, Lily and I have a very loving, caring, supportive relationship. I mean, I, we're lucky to have that. And I think that's reflected in my writing. And I, I don't enjoy writing that, I guess I'm I'm a lazy author in the sense that I, I have a hard time stretching beyond that. And if I'm not feeling what I'm writing, I can't I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I can't force it. Um, but I, I did so there I the novels that I wrote, the the photographer's story series, um 
the first three books are very close to our lives. And I've had people ask this and, and Angela, I don't know if you've read the, the last one that I put out um, was, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember my own title now, but anyway, um, I, I have a scene in the end of it where somebody is murdered, brutally murdered, and it was a rough scene to write, but it fit in with the book and I wanted to end the series. So if any, any of you are listening right now and have read the book and are questioning, no, no, we had nobody killed by sharks. So <laughs> you didn't put a hit out on somebody with a shark. No. So the, the, um, I, I'm, I, I, I feel like I have to say this part, the, the main characters veered strongly away from Lily in my life, but um, they, uh, the, the husband had a hate, hate relationship with his mother. There was a mafia angle that I decided to throw in there just for shits and giggles. And um, um, long story short, if you get to the end of the book, um, the, the main character uh, basically ties his mother up and throws her over a boat in shark infested water, water to get rid of her. So, well, that, that will work. It was, it was pretty final. So. Yeah. I mean, you can't come back from that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I, did, I can't say I had fun writing that, but it was for, as an author, it was a stretch. And Lily, when she read it, she was like, oh my gosh, you were really channeling some hor horrific things there. <laughs> and I'm here for it. But she, I mean, she, she enjoyed reading it. And, um, but I would say that's my, that, that is my big stretch on writing away from, you know, a loving couple exploring sex because we are about sex positivity and, that is my definition of it. I think it's a great definition. But so do you want to say anything to wrap up? Um, I, I think if you're listening, I'm sorry, this is going well. I'll, I'll put a uh, thing at the beginning that it, it's going to be a two part episode. So we've had a lot of fun. Have we been oh, doing well, I think today was a little bit serious because we haven't, you know, it's been a hot minute since we've, yeah, you know, I think we really have to get back in the swing of things because I think it was just more so having a conversation that wasn't about the heaviness that our month has been. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, so for all of our uh, fans who are listening, um, Angela, can I speak for both of us and say, uh, we'll, yes. we'll come back. And, I, I think we need to catch up. So I think we need to do a couple of uh, these episodes and, and get our feet back underneath us. And if you're on Twitter and you follow myself or Kyle, answer the damn questions. <laughs> I think, um, Let's put something out there. So if you're listening this to this right now, Angela and I haven't discussed what we're, you know, where we're going in the future with all of this, but I'm going to say, I hope we can put another two or three episodes together um, and, you know, quickly. So if you're listening to this now, 
please do what she said. Respond to us, send us information on, on Twitter, and we'll try to include it in our next podcast. Please do. So anyway, that it's it was fun. And I feel a I really honestly sincerely feel a great sense of relief that we did this and it's me you know, too. It, it had me spot smiling several times. So me too. It was nice to be able to just have a serious but not um life serious. I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't it was nice to just have a not heartfelt like it was just nice to have this conversation <laughs> yeah that didn't have to deal with sickness or death or any of those things oh wait i brought death into the end when i had well no i'm talking you, you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i'm just yank yanking your chain i appreciate it is that a kink chain Could be. okay i'm sure it is <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks. We will be back uh, sooner than than later. Bye. Speak seductively.